Following on from what we looked at last week, we talked about this whole concept of facing fear with faith, that, that fear is real, uh, something that we shouldn't be afraid of, but actually um, being safe to be able to feel a bit scared, but know actually that God is with us in the middle of this stuff. That's a great approach to um, the uncertain times that we're in the middle of at the minute. So today I wanted to talk about, um, I suppose, something a little bit different, still very much grounded in where we're at and what's going on in our world. Uh, but I wanted to, I suppose, just to make us think a little bit. Um, I don't know about you, but in some ways, where we're at, at the moment feels a little bit like we're stood at a stop sign, that we're all there, we're all, like everyone across the planet seems to be in this moment of pause, where the things that we are used to doing, for some of us that's work, um, for some of us it's just uh, the freedom to be able to go and do what you want to do, that's all on pause, we're not allowed to do uh, the things maybe we've become so used to doing, and everyone's affected. Granted, not everyone's affected in the same way, obviously we're completely aware some people are having to stay home, um, other people are, um, are having to go to work. They're frontline workers, they're key workers, and they're needed um, to keep the country moving and, and especially to be able to treat the people who need help and stuff like that. But wherever you are, um, what we're all experiencing is far from normal. Uh, I want to read a little passage from the Bible. Um, it's John chapter 6, uh, verses 14 to 16. The context of this is Jesus has just performed a miracle. He's just fed 5,000 people with um, two fish and five loaves of bread. Um, and the, the crowd are kind of in awe of the fact that he's done this miracle and, and this amazing thing happened. Um, and this is what it goes on to say. So John 6, verse 14. Through to 16 says, after the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. And actually, this whole idea of rest and retreat is something that when you when you. Uh, dig into the life of Jesus you begin to realize that this is a common response from Jesus that whenever there was potential for him to get accolades or plaudits or um, or just a lot of attention you'd often find that there's a really subtle uh, mentioning in those stories that Jesus would withdraw and would go off by himself and and retreat and and rest um oh that's my phone doing something weird um, um, and that's a common response from Jesus to do that. But what it did was that that kind of act of going off and resting and retreating allowed him to focus and remind himself what was important, who he was and what he needed to do. And um, I suppose the strange thing is we're kind of forced into a, a, a form of retreat at the moment in what we're doing. Um, and the difficulty is Jesus would go off and, and would rest and retreat. And you probably stand there and go, actually, at the minute, it's really hard uh, to find peace and rest at the moment. 
in in the way the world is at the minute it's really hard to to find that we can all stop but maybe it's not really easy to rest so for those people who are on the front line this is probably chaos and 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 pretty draining and demanding and and obviously we are massively behind those people and and uh, wanting to champion them in in that that work that they're doing whether they're nhs teachers um kind of support services that are keeping the country going and um, there's all sorts of people who are doing an amazing job and and that doesn't feel peaceful or restful at the moment maybe you've got cabin fever from just being stuck in and that doesn't feel particularly rewarding or it might be restful but it doesn't feel particularly life-giving or refreshing or maybe you're close to insanity because you just need a break from your kids uh, that's also an understandable reality for people so the idea of talking about going and finding peace and rest might feel like it's a million miles away from where we are but what we do know is that what's happening at the minute is a change in frequency for all of us, that life has, has, has changed in a different way. So even if you're frontline, when you come home, you have to stop. You're not allowed to go out and do all those different kind of things. So the, the strange thing, I suppose, is what we're saying is, as hard as isolation is, it forces us to stop. It forces us to stop in some way. I spoke to a friend this week who, um, who was talking about... Um, I suppose the, the situation we're all in where we're having to stop and think and, and reassess different things. And he just said, I'm determined to come out of this situation different to the way I came into it. He said, I've got to learn some things that mean I won't just go back to default to do things the way that I've always done them before. And that really made me think. It really made me think about what is going on in our minds as we're going through this unsettling, uncertain time. It made me think about two questions, really. The first one was this. What will we miss about these times? What is it about this enforced lockdown and isolation? This enforced time either by yourself or with a fam family? Um, what is it that you're going to miss about it? When it's over, um, is it that actually we, we have stopped um, the, the momentum of everything that we're doing? Uh, is it the fact that you have been able to spend so much time with your kids and uh, do different things? And the second question is this, what will we value more as isolation is lifted? What are we going to look at and go, wow, um, I, I appreciate that so much more than I did before? And I suppose we can at least hope that there's a newfound value and respect for the people and the industries that have kept everything going, without a doubt. And it's really made me think, actually, you know, when you go into, say, a, a dentist or a, a doctor's or, or any kind of hospital-type building, there's, for, for the last few years, there's been posters everywhere saying we do not tolerate abuse of our staff. And you look at it and think, before all of this stuff, we're now going out and applauding the NHS um, every week because of the amazing work they're doing. But before that, before all of this, they were having to put warnings out there saying, please don't abuse our staff. So we're seeing quite a big shift in the way people um, think and, uh, and value those kind of people. Um, but actually, um, that's what we need to, to kind of keep going. We need people to, to keep thinking like that and to not go back to the old way of thinking that, that maybe it's okay to be disrespectful and rude and abusive um, to people who actually are doing a fantastic job and now we're so aware of it because of everything they're doing. But here's the big question, I think, at the moment. When normality returns, are you prepared for how quickly the treadmill will start moving again? 
that's the bit I'm finding a bit scary. That that one of the weird things at the minute is there's no end point. We don't know when this is finishing, um, and that's the uncertain bit, and it's uncomfortable. But when this finally comes to an end, are we prepared for how quickly the treadmill is going to start moving again? And and I suppose the the question we all have to ask ourselves is what will you change? What will you change in your life to be able to make sure it doesn't just default back to the way it was before, that you jump straight back on the treadmill and try and get up to pace again, um, as as will be so easily uh, the demand of everything around us? Maybe we'll all value what we have a bit more. Maybe we'll um, consider the people around us even more, we'll value them. Uh, Maybe the systems that we exist in, uh, the roles of teachers and the roles of the NHS and the people who actually are keeping things ticking along all the time, maybe we'll have a newfound understanding and appreciation for that. But maybe stopping has given us a new perspective on how we use our time. And how we spend our money, stuff like that, that being forced to stop, being in fo- like an enforced retreat, um, we have to, we're having to change that stuff. And maybe our perspective on how we do those kind of things moving forward will change. Maybe you found that you've had to be more creative um, in some of your approaches to things, maybe some of the, the way that you're spending your time or the activities you're doing with your kids or, or how you're coping with uh, only one opportunity to go outside a day. Maybe you've had to be a bit more creative. How are you going to uh, continue that stuff in the future? Are you just going to go, man, I'm glad that's over? Or are you going to think, actually, how do I embrace this as a new way of operating for me? And I think what's worth considering is amazing things can happen when we are forced to stop. And there's, there's a few things that I've stumbled across over these last few weeks that have absolutely blown me away. Um, and it's the impact um, that we as human beings have had on the world um, and the difference it's made when we've stopped. So for instance, you see um, a massive difference in the pollution levels across the world um, because cities have gone into lockdown. So China has seen this extraordinary difference um, in the amount of um, pollution um, and um, uh, different, different kind of pollutant gases that are really damaging the climate. Um, They've taken satellite pictures and you can see actual whole cloud structures that have completely disappeared in the space of a few weeks because people have chosen to do life a little bit differently. My favourite one has been seeing the pictures of the canals in Venice. If you've not seen it, go and have a look online uh, and search for what they look like now because usually they've got 20 million tourists a year going to Venice and the canals are just murky, green, dirty water. Um, But at the minute, because everyone is in lockdown, the canals have returned to being completely clear, teeming with fish and plants and all this amazing stuff. And it's a beautiful image to see. Um, there's, there's, I suppose the other thing we've seen massively is, is we've been told we're allowed one walk daily. I've never seen people so committed to getting out and doing some exercise. Um, maybe that's an amazing kind of new positive that people will take um, really value moving forward. And the other one that's been really, really funny is how randomly in certain cities and towns, um, animals, wild animals have started going into the town centres because there's no people there. 
So you see in Llandudno, they've got mountain goats hanging out in people's bushes on housing estates because they're just looking for some food and, and they've just wandered down because it's safe to do it. And they found deer wandering around in various parts of uh, cities in Japan um, because people aren't there and the animals feel like it's safe. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily going to continue forever, but um, amazing things happen when we choose to stop. And the biggest challenge for us moving on from that is, is there's these positive signs, especially with the world and the climate, that it's almost fighting back a bit and saying, look, we still, we can regenerate, we can improve, we can get better. I look at those kind of things and think, how quickly can we undo the positives? How quickly can we see that shift and, and, and kind of go back to the way it always was before? And to me, the rest that we have at the minute, the stop that we have at the minute, the retreat that we're in, gives us this valuable opportunity to begin to consider some of these things. Am I prepared to go back to the way I was beforehand? I want to read another passage from the Bible. Uh, Matthew 11, um, 28 to 30. Uh, we've, uh, we've read this quite a bit um, over, over the last couple of months. Um, let me just find it, 28 to 30. Sorry, uh, yeah, Matthew 11, 28 to 30. Someone's moved me a page. Here we go. It says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So in that moment of rest, there's safety, there's an opportunity to just be able to sit and relax and, and be reconnected to God. Um, but in that, I think God is wanting us to ask ourselves some really vital questions. And it's around what we've been looking at. It's, it's asking ourselves, um, how are we going to move forward? How are we going to do life uh, when life seems to return? The, the kind of momentum speeds up and, and it returns to normal. Is there stuff that we can learn from this that means we will change who we are and the way that we operate? Maybe you're frustrated um, in, uh, in things to do with your life, in the way that things work, in, in the situations you're finding yourselves in. These are opportunities to be able to sit back and go, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move forward differently from this. And when Jesus retreated, when, when we hear the Bible talk about rest and, and the power that that has for us, when Jesus retreated, he would use that as an important time. He would refocus he would resist the noise of the crowd. He would um, move away from the need for affirmation, for, for needing praise. And instead he'd choose to concentrate on who he was and what he needed to do. And bizarrely, we'd never choose to be in this situation we're in now. But as my friend said to me this week, I don't want to go back to how I was before. We've got to ask ourselves the question, what are we going to take from this that is a value that will shape us moving forward? And how are we going to learn some stuff about ourselves whilst we're in this temporary stop that might never, ever happen again? The, the big question is this, what are you going to change? What will be different? What will you value? And how are you going to do life? And my prayer for us is that we will, we will seek God Ask him what he wants us to do and get him to show us what's important. 
Because the fact is, God's always there behind all of this stuff. He's in the middle of all of these things. Um, and actually, when we connect with him, that's when we realise who we truly are and what we need to be doing. So if we can prioritise that, then moving forward should be even better. But go ahead and think about that. What are you going to do um, to change uh, how you move forward when we are uh, released out of isolation and lockdown? Let's pray. Father God, thank you um, that you know us so well and that you want the best for us. And I just pray as we take some time to consider our lives and the way they work, that we would get a real sense of what is most important and how we should do our lives moving forward. Help us to learn lessons in these times, but God, just draw us closer to you and uh, help us to make a difference uh, to the lives of others and to grow in our connection with you. Amen. Thanks for joining us again, guys. Uh, we are doing uh, a few different things this week, so keep an eye out. Um, and uh, yeah, I hope you have a good week and uh, look forward to seeing you soon.